Trollodren, Legends and Lore. Episode 2, The Cosmic Plains. Hello and welcome to Episode 2 of Trollodron Legends and Lore. I'm Chad Corey. Last episode, I gave an introduction to the cosmic elements, the main building blocks of all known reality across the Trollodron cosmos. In this episode, we're going to explore what those same elements help build, namely the Trollodron cosmos itself. All the cosmos is contained within an ever-expanding sphere created by the cosmic element of space. The sphere is really a cosmic plane called the Expanse, which we'll get to in just a little bit here, and it exists on the far edge of the cosmos. Outside the sphere is the never-ending and all-consuming void, a place where nothing can nor does exist. Inside the sphere, the void is held at bay and actually pushed back by the continued expansion of the cosmos in which houses all known life and reality. Each cosmic element has a place where they are present in their most concentrated form that serves as the genesis of their flow into the rest of the cosmos. These places are called planes, and each plane, in addition to the pure nature of the cosmic element, has a mixture of incarnates and creatures forming their own reality and ecosystem that has remained since the creation of the cosmos. Most of these planes are ring-shaped and follow the confines and contours of the cosmos, swelling and increasing in tandem with its increase. Because of this, all the planes are based inside the cosmos, with the exception of the expanse, which forms the border between the void and the entire cosmos. As with the cosmos, the planes can be grouped into three different categories, upper planes, lower planes, and central planes. The expanse is a group all to itself, given its unique place and nature. The upper planes are comprised of the planes that reside on the upper cosmos. Starting from highest to lowest as they descend into the central planes, they are as follows. Paradise, Illumina, Symmetra, and Bios. The lower planes are comprised of the planes that reside on the lower cosmos. Starting from the lowest to the highest as they make their way up to the central planes, they are as follows. The Abyss, Umbrium, Anomala, and Mortis. The central planes are where most of the planes connected to the tangible cosmic elements reside. These are sandwiched between the upper and lower planes and are as follows from highest to lowest. Evion, Galicia, Aquila, Ardori, Ignea, and Boda. Krona is in the exact center of the cosmos, uniquely placed in the space between Aquila and Ardori. With the exception of Krona, the six planes comprising the central planes are uniform in shape and design, all sharing the same ring-like shape that grows with the cosmos. Krona is a unique plane in that it is a flat disc-shaped plane that doesn't expand with the cosmos, but instead has its center fixed in the exact center of the cosmos. This location places it continually at a greater and greater distance from the rest of the planes. As already mentioned, each of the planes have a defined place of existence, from the top to the bottom. While the outside and insides of the plane might expand, the top and bottom do not. Instead, there is a fixed space between each plane that has grown rapidly since creation. 
It is unclear just how far this distance is, but it has grown and continues to grow rather substantial, reaching into the range of a light year on some lower end estimates and going much higher from there on others. Whatever the case, the opening allows the free flow of the various cosmic energies from the planes into the cosmos. And if one is able to get outside of a plane, they can see the cosmic energy comprising it drifting off in different transparent streams, the same color as their comprising cosmic element. From there, they'll slowly dissipate into the larger cosmos beyond blending and molding with other elements and comprising all of known reality. While it is possible to fly toward the upper range of a plane, and perhaps even beyond it, into the open cosmos, it is still a rather rare event for those who call the plane home. Most stay within the normal limits of their defined quote-unquote world, though most adventurous and explorative types have been known to push limits of such things. Seeking the bottom of a plane, however, is not something that's done. While in theory it is possible to get to the bottom of a plane and see where things start to end and the open cosmos begins, it really isn't something that most want to do. None are too clear on just how deep to go. Then there is a matter of other challenges and unforeseen encounters that can not only make such a trek challenging, but life-threatening as well. And while the planes vary in shape and nature than someone understand normal worlds to be, they do behave very much like a world. Possessing an atmosphere, plants, animals, and even terrain you can expect to find on any planet. And with that understanding of how are things set up cosmically, let's take a brief tour now of the various cosmic planes. And so we start with the void, which is again the area outside of the actual cosmos itself. It's also known as the primordial plane, the plane primordial, the great nothing, the enduring emptiness, the distant dissolution, the never-ending maw, the hungry dark, the cosmic grave. It does not have a cosmic element comprising it, nor does it have any related elements or aspects to it, and there is no real opposing plane to it, so to speak, unless you consider all of the cosmos being its antithesis. And because there is nothing there, nothing lives there. The void is the original state of reality before the creation of the cosmos. Since everything was created in the creation of the cosmos, that means the void lacks everything. There is no sound, no gravity, no light, no space, no time, no elements of any type. And since it was never created, but simply always was, it cannot be destroyed, making it something truly eternal, even to the longest lived of beings. Next up is the abyss. It's also known as the pit, prison of the gods, home of the unrighteous, and lair of fiends. Its composing cosmic element is evil, and its related aspects are evil, wickedness, corruption, cruelty, and vice. The opposing plane would be paradise, and the Denzians that live there would be lords of evil, fiends, abysmal creatures, abysmal elementals, abysmal incarnates, and the unrighteous. The abyss, in many ways, is the exact opposite of paradise. As paradise is at the highest of the upper cosmos, the abyss is at the very bottom of the lower cosmos, the bottom bowl, quote-unquote, if you like, where all the evil is most concentrated into the most darkest shape and form. How one gets there, however, isn't clear. The plane is an ever-expanding one, like all the planes are, and has a collection of layers or levels that descend rather than ascend. Each lower level takes one closer and closer to the base of the plane, 
and into the very heart of evil itself. It's believed there are three levels to the abyss, though none really have found more than two, though a third is surmised as it would finish the near-perfect mirroring of the nature of paradise. But unlike in paradise, there is no clear division between these levels. One cannot dig down and hit the start of a new level, nor fly up and find the start of another above the clouds. Instead, these levels are all connected by a mystic conduit called the Serpent's Path that winds its way through the abyss and its levels. But just how to find this path, let alone actually use it, remains another mystery. Anomala is also known as the Shifting Lands and the Crazed Plain. Its composing cosmic element is chaos. And the aspects that it embodies are chaos, entropy, disorder, change, and madness. Its opposing plane would be Symmetra, and the people that live there would be lords of chaos, chaotic incarnates, chaotic elements, and chaotic creatures. Anomala is one of the lower planes existing between Mortis and Umbrium, and is another plane where few have a clear understanding both about the plane and how it operates. There's no rule or logic in the sense of what one can find elsewhere in the cosmos when it comes to the nature of things or their reality. Tree-clogged islands float in the sky in some locations where it isn't unheard of to walk across one track of land and be able to cross underneath it and find a similar world in many ways from the one you just left. Aquila, also known as the first ocean or sea, the blue ring, the great font. Obviously the composing element here is water and the various aspects tied to it would be fresh water, salt water, moisture, steam, mist, and fog. The opposing plane is Ardori, and the Denzins there are lords of water, diluvial incarnates, water elementals, and diluvial creatures. Aquila is in the middle of the central plains, opposite Ardori and before Galicia. It is a vast stretch of water, making a perfect ring of its pocketed by it is a vast stretch of water, making a perfect ring of it, pocketed by reefs and other small tracts of land, rocks, and islands. These house a mixture of greenery and rocky landscapes, complete with rivers, waterfalls, and other things that are common with many islands and such places. Below the waves are a mixture of large underground mountains, to chasms, and scenery common to many oceans and seas. Among these are seaweed beds and other underwater types of flora that all enrich and beautify the terrain. Added into the mix are glowing fish and other plants and coral that keep things from getting too dark as you descend into the depths. And the depths to this massive plane of water is quite deep, making any planetary oceans or seas very small in comparison. Adori is also known as the Inferno, the Cosmic Furnace, and the Eternal Blaze. Its element is fire, and the aspects it has are fire, flame, combustion, heat, and ash. Its opposing plane, as we just mentioned, is Aquila, and the Denzians that live there are lords of fire, conflagrant incarnates, fire elementals, and conflagrant creatures. This plane is one of two in the central planes, with Aquila above and Ignea below. It's also a plane that's hard for some to fathom, for many see it as a place totally encompassed in flame, but that's not entirely true. Ardori is more a mixture of steppes, deserts, and drier types of climate and terrain with an oxygen-rich atmosphere to help keep the flames alive. Here and there rise a collection of flaming gouts that spring up and spray across the landscape in a collection of varied colors. Around these and other places of past eruptions are collections of jagged glass shards, 
while the soil and sand have been melted from the heat. The soil itself is a mixture of brimstone and more common dirt and sand with a higher mineral and metal aspect to it. Next up is Avion. Avion's other names are called Wind's Home, the Grand Avery, and the Eternal Sky. Its comprising cosmic element is air, and its aspects are air, wind, weather, clouds, and lightning. The opposing plane is Boda, and those that live there are the lords of air, aerial incarnates, air elementals, and aerial creatures. Avion finds itself on the top of the central planes, starting off their beginning after Bios. The whole plane mimics the open sky, stretching on seemingly forever in all directions. While there is air all around, how it appears varies across the plane, from mist to storms to thick clouds and various other forms in between. It can also vary in temperature, getting colder the further expanse where it goes, and less so the more cosmic where it goes, with nothing approaching anything too detrimental in either direction, mixing in humidity and extreme dryness across various locations. These places of temperature change naturally, producing a great deal of wind and even storms and weather, which in turn makes their way across the plane until spent or even recharged. Bios is the next plane, which is also called the Cosmic Womb, the Life Spring, the Well of Life or Life Well, and the Cosmic Garden. Its cosmic element is life, and the various aspects tied to it are life, health, healing, vitality, and restoration. Its opposing plane is Mortis, and those that live there are lords of life, lords of animals, lords of plants, cosmic creatures, native trilodron animals, antogeny, and the ontogenetic creatures. As with other planes, Bios is ring-shaped, taking residence as the last plane in the upper cosmos. Like most of the planes, Bios is expansive, growing with the swelling of the cosmos. And since much of the plane is filled with all sorts of animals and plant life, it needs some room constantly appearing to help house and provide for all these constantly existing creatures, flora, and fauna. Outside of these creatures and plants, there is nothing else that exists on the plane save ontogeny. Boda is also called the Cosmic Anchor, the Great Mountain, the Eternal Field. Its comprising cosmic element is Earth and the various aspects tied to it would be rocks, gems, metals, and minerals. Its opposing plane is Avion. People that live there are the lords of Earth, Earth and incarnates, Earth elementals, and Earthen creatures. Boda is the home of the cosmic element of Earth, comprising it and all its expression in its varied forms across the plane. From rocks, minerals, gems, sand, soil, and all types of solid non-living matter related to the cosmic element all find their truest expression here. And this expression takes its form in the mixtures of mountains, hills, caves, deserts, and other such terrain. It also houses tar and crude oil pits that can be and have been harnessed for various purposes, including used as fuel for oil lamps and the like. Krona is up next, and it's also known as Time's Well, the Cosmic Clock, Eternity's Font, and the Wellspring of Hours. It's comprised of the cosmic element of time, and it has aspects of past, present, future, time, and age. Its opposing plane would be the void, and those living there are the lords of time, sequential incarnates, sequential elementals, and sequential creatures. Krona was the second plane thought to have been formed upon creation. Whereas the expanse keeps and holds the cosmos together, Krona is the home of the cosmic element of time, seen as the measure of all reality's existence. 
for time is arbitrary between the cosmic entity's will on how long something stays with ontogeny until it's handed over to null. The plane itself is unique in that it's finite in size, whereas all the other planes are constantly increasing in tandem with the cosmos, Krona has not increased since it was formed. This is mostly due to the fact where it rests at the heart of the cosmos. It is theorized the plane might have grown some in the beginning of the cosmic expansion before stopping at its present size, but none really know for sure. Next up we have the expanse, which has also been known as the outer reaches, the cosmic ring, the swelling sphere, the constant wall, and the great divide. Its comprising cosmic element is space, and it has aspects of space, dimensions, which include length, height, width, depth, distance, etc., gravity, weight, and force. And its opposing plane is the void. Those that live there are the lords of space, expansive incarnates, expansive elementals, and expansive creatures. The expanse is an ever-expanding ring circling the entire cosmos. The outer end always faces the void, which as expands breaks off into creating a hazy area where the residue of disintegrating pieces of reality crumble into nothingness. This area is also known as the fade and grows thinner until the material comprising the remaining dust completely disappears into nothingness. The inner part of the ring faces the cosmos and is where most creatures who dwell on the plane have decided to settle and explore. While the plane is ringed in shape, it also exerts a force and presence above and below, creating a transparent sphere that essentially holds all the cosmos together while keeping the void at bay. The next plane is Galicia. It is also known by Ice Home, the Frosted Plane, the Snowy Waste, the Frigid Ring. Its comprising cosmic element is ice, and related aspects are cold, frost, liquid ice, solid ice, and snow. Those who make their homes there are Lords of Ice, Gelitic Incarnates, Ice Elementals, and Gelitic Creatures. Cold and white is the best way to describe this plane that houses all the manifestations of cold one can think of, and then some more besides. Snow and ice dominate the landscape, forming much of the topography, large ice mountains rising from the snow-packed earth, and stunning icicles that often take on a stalactite stalagmite nature to them. It does have lakes and rivers and seas, but these are comprised of liquid ice instead of normal water. Not all the ice is frosted, though, having clear and even colored sections dotting the plain with light shades of blue and green. The snow, too, varies in consistency from slushy to dry to pottery to everything in between. And any precipitation Galicia does have is either freezing rain, snow, or hail. Ignea is also known as the churning plain and the cosmic crucible. Its comprising cosmic element is magma, and related aspects tied into it are lava, magma, volcanoes, igneous rocks, and sulfur. Its opposing plane is Galicia. Those that live there are the lords of magma, magmatic incarnates, magmatic elementals, and magmatic creatures. To many, Ignea is thought some hellish waste, sharing similarities with Adori. Since Ignea is the next plane under Adori, it helps lend credibility to the claim, but Ignea is a place all its own. The air is thick with noxious fumes of molten rock, metals, and hazy, making for some interesting dawns and dusk, and keeping all but the most hardy of beings from living there. 
Volcanoes and mountains are often one and the same, and the landscape is often changing due to constant lava flow, earthquakes, and the constant ebb and flow of pyroclastic activity. Beneath the surface are fat tubes of lava and many tunnels carved out of old lava tubes long since gone dormant. Above ground, this same lava takes the place of rivers, seas, and lakes, creating a sort of surreal setting for many. Illumina is the next planet on the list. Its other names are the Illuminated Plain, Light's Home, the Shining Plain, and the Bright Ring. Its comprising cosmic element is light, and its related aspects are light, the visible light spectrum, and the invisible light spectrum, incandescence, and radiation. Its opposing plane is Umbrium, and those that live there are the Lords of Light, Illuminated Incarnates, Light Elementals, and Illuminated Creatures. Illumina is an interesting plane as far as planes go. While on the surface it may appear as if it's just any other plane or even any other world, it is something rather unique. All that is seen and unseen on the plane is composed of light. This light has been compelled to become solid, giving the impression and understanding from all intentional views of being a real object. Even so, the objects created by the light act as if they are the real thing, even providing nutrients and health for those who grow and eat the plants. It's only when the objects have run their natural course that they show their truer nature, breaking down into small sparks of light as they decay or are otherwise destroyed that glow for a moment and then wink out of existence. Mortis, also known as the Vulture's Roost, Knoll's Graveyard, the Cosmic Tomb, the empty plane or realm, and death's home. The comprising cosmic element here is death, and the related aspects are death, decay, sickness, dissolution, and destruction. Its opposing plane is bios, and the only thing that lives here is null and the lords of death. Mortis finds itself on the top of the lower cosmos, sharing the same ring-like shape that's found with all the other planes except Krona, the Abyss, and Paradise. It expands with the growth of the cosmos, shadowing the swelling expanse. Yet, unlike many other planes, Mortis does not have any inhabitants nor any life of its own. It's a place of gray, tinted skies that either seem to be coming out of a dark night or falling into one instead. Here, amid what looks to be the topography of a dead world, are scattered the remains of countless ideas, cultures, and every and anything that could or has ever come to be left to decay and rot into dust. Bleached bones and broken columns are not that uncommon a sight. Even sound seems to die shortly after being made. The whole place has a hushed nature about it, creating what some have described as the eerie silence of the grave. Paradise is also known as the home of good. Angels rest, the righteous garden, and the heavenly realm. Its comprising cosmic element is the element of good, and the related aspects tied to it are good and goodness, kindness, mercy, virtue, and grace. The opposing plane is the abyss, and those who live there are the lords of good, angels, paradisial incarnates, paradisial elementals, paradisial creatures, and the righteous. Paradise is the purest essence of goodness in concentrated form. Some scholars have called Paradise and the Abyss the moral planes, and one can see why. Both are dedicated to and formed from one of the two major components of moral belief and nature in the cosmos. The two planes also share some similarities in their shape and placement in the cosmos. 
Paradise is the only other plane besides the abyss that is a complete plane, not a ring, stretching from one part of the abyss to the other, swelling in tandem with the expanse. As all other planes, save Krona, Paradise is an infinite plane. It also shares the abyss's unique dome-like shape that dominates the uppermost part of the upper cosmos, down to where it begins the first open space of cosmos between it and the second of the upper planes of Illumina. The Titans and later gods have left per- the Titans and later gods have left Paradise pretty much to itself. Once Vicar found allies in the Tudalarans to help in his growing empire, he pretty much left it to his own devices until later making the plane a reward for the righteous dead. Even the lords of good kept to themselves for the most part, letting their existence and plane of element they studied fall back into the background. In the reverse of the abyss, paradise ascends into the higher parts of its upper dome, like shape through a series of three layers or levels called heavens. Each of these heavens are more infused with a greater concentration of that goodness than the last. The basic boundary line is the distance and height from one level to the next, the first level being on the lower level of the plane, and then the second being into the area of the clouds above that, and the third being beyond the clouds into the starry expanse of what one might consider as the upper night or starry space of a normal world or reality. Next up is Symmetra. It's also known as the Cosmic Balance, the Font of Order, and the Regimented Ring. Its comprising cosmic element is order, and its related aspects are order, progression, development, advancement, and rationality. Its opposing plane is Anomala, and those that live there are the Lords of Order, Ordered Incarnates, Order Elementals, and Ordered Creatures. Symmetra is one of the upper planes and the purest manifestations of the cosmic element of order in the cosmos. While it looks like what one might think of as a world, there is something clearly off about it if one takes the time for a closer look. There is no variation to anything. All trees look the same at the various stages of the growth. Every piece of dirt and grain of sand resembles all the rest, and even every snowflake is the exact same. Further, there is an understanding of an overwhelming sense of orderly progression across the plane. Terrain is arranged just so and follows cleanly into the next type of terrain and so forth. Last up, we have Umbrium. Its other names are Knight's Home or Knight's House, the Ebon Font, and Dark Home. The comprising cosmic element is darkness, and related aspects tied to it are darkness, shade, shadow, twilight, and night. Its opposing plane is Illumina, and the Denzins that make their home there are the Lords of Darkness, Darkened Incarnates, Darkness Elementals, and Darkened Creatures. Umbria is the exact opposite of Illumina in just about every way. In fact, it even follows the same patterns, but with an opposite twist. All the plant life and solid-looking aspects of the plane are really made out of solid darkness. This darkness remains in this form for the entire natural state of the object. When it finally decomposes or dissolves, it crumbles into fine black dust and fades away into nothingness. As with Illumina, the reason for this unique construction of reality is assumed to be tied to Antogenes' desire in the original state of the cosmos. And with that, I'll bring this episode to a close. In the next episode, we'll look at how this cosmic order was altered by the gods to create the current cosmos, having a blending of planes, realms, and even worlds from which the pantheon could rule. 
This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.